Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Creflo Dollar. Creflo is the founder and senior pastor of World Changers Church International. Every week, he speaks to thousands of people sharing the good news of Jesus. Creflo is a much sought after conference speaker known for his practical approach to the Bible. You can watch Creflo Dollar on Changing Your World Sundays at 8.30 a.m. Mountain Time on Miracle Channel. Let's dive into the message. Third John uh, 2, I think uh, we, before I left, we had a uh, series going on um, taking authority over your emotions. And I've had some time to really think about it. It is more critical than I ever thought. And um, I'm going to show you some things tonight that it's really going to really bless you and we're going to really hang in here because this is like... Um, it's, gonna, it's, it's what determines your life, to be honest with you. Your whole life is going to be based on whether or not you can control your emotions or will you allow them to control you. So we're talking about taking authority over your emotions. Now, emotions, that's something we all have. Amen? We all have emotions, but, you know, sometimes they have us. And that's when it becomes a problem. We all have emotions but sometimes they have us. You know, we were designed by God to master life rather than be mastered by life. I want you to think about that statement for a moment. We were designed by God to master life, to have mastery over life rather than to be mastered by life. Life should not be happening to you. And there are lots of people that don't get that. Our job is to master life. I, I, I want you to just ask yourself this question. Is life mastering me or am I mastering life? See, one of the things that I'm sure about is that we were made in the image of God for three things. We were made in the image of God to reflect God's love, to reflect God's power, and to reflect God's authority. We were made in the image of God to reflect his love, his power, his authority. In fact, when God looks in the mirror, he sees us. You got to get a hold of this now. We cannot allow religion to stop us from realizing who we are, and yet the enemy is going to be coming after you every way he can to get you to not end up in the place where God has called you to end up in. This area of taking authority over your emotions, it has everything to do with you reaching the very purpose and the very call of God for your life. And we're going to have to understand how to take charge over the emotions so that we can master life instead of allowing life to master up. And there are a lot of people, a bunch of people in this world that are being mastered by life. 
And God did not create you to be mastered by your life. He didn't, he didn't create you for, for your life <clears throat> uh, to be a sum total of the stuff that happens to you. That's life happening to you. And that's not God's will for your life. It's not his purpose. Now, all of this starts, guess what? Where? In your emotions. All of this mastering uh, your emotions and being a reflection of God's power and authority and being a, f a reflection of, 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 of all that God stands for in his love, it starts in our emotions. It starts in our soul. Now, just for location purposes where your emotions are concerned, man is divided up into three parts. Man is a tripart being. Man is a spirit who possesses a soul and he lives in a physical body. Sometimes religion has used soul and spirit interchangeably as if they are the same. They are not. You are a spirit being you possess a soul, and you live in a physical body. Now, the soul is the area where your emotions are found, your feelings. The soul is the place where you have your thinker, your feeler, that's your emotions, and your chooser, those decisions. All of that is in your soul. You are a spirit, you possess a soul, you live in a physical body. Now, I've always uh, said that success and failure in life is gonna be based on what happens in your soul. Whatever, whatever goes on in your soul, what you don't understand about your soul versus what you do understand about your soul determines success, failure, blessings, and curse. It all happens in between these two ears. It happens right here. And, and, and another thing we'll look at later on, how the flesh, that's what, that's what was left over Jesus, this is, this is something I'll prove to you later on, but Jesus didn't die so you can be free from the flesh. The flesh is a mindset. We're not talking about the physical body. There's some places in the Word that it does refer to the physical body, but the most of the time when it talks about spirit versus the flesh, it's talking about a mindset. The flesh is a mindset that goes against the Word of God. It's that way of thinking and that way of feeling that goes against God's Word. The spirit, in Romans 8 I'm thinking of, is a mindset as well, but it goes in line with the Word of God. And so he says if you want to overcome a mindset that goes against the Word, then you're going to have to get in the mindset that lines up with the Word, the spirit and the flesh. That's something we'll talk about a little bit longer because we've been using the word spirit and flesh, but not really gotten down um, to precision where this is concerned. So you can begin to see how to conduct yourself and what's going on when your feelings are responding to your circumstances. What's going on uh, when I allow the circumstances to dictate to me the emotions that maybe you think that your emotions should line up with your circumstances, but they don't. You don't allow, you, most people don't think they have control over their emotions. That if something sad happens, you're supposed to be sad. If something, frustration happens, you're supposed to be frustrated. No, that's not having authority over your emotions. Having authority over your emotions means that if a circumstances is now trying to govern your emotions to line up with it, you take authority over your emotions and say, no, I'm not going to allow you to line up with the circumstance. Just because the circumstance is there doesn't mean your emotions have to line up with it. If you understand that, say amen. amen. 
So, so, so knowing where the soul is located now, look at what he says in 3 John chapter 1 and 2. He says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. And he says, all of that, your, your prosperity or success. What he's saying here, I want you to be successful and, and I want you to be healthy. That's success in your physical body. Uh, what do you call prosperity of the spirit, born again? Prosperity of the soul, renewed mind. Prosperity of the physical body, health. And he says, I, I, I wish above all things, that's a pretty, pretty bold statement that says above everything, I want you to be successful in your spirit, your soul, and even in your body. And he says, this is how it's going to happen. This is how it's going to happen, even as your soul prosper. So prosperity in the soul is going to benefit you in all of, all of the areas of your life. Look at this in the Amplified, if you will, uh, how he breaks this down in the Amplified, because as goes your soul, so goes your life. That, that's it. Wherever your soul goes, that's where your life is going. And wherever your emotions go, that's where it will take you. Okay? Your emotions are designed to take you to a place. Now, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way. Now, that's awesome. He says, I want you to be successful in every way. That's having a thought. That's mastering your life. That's mastering your life, knowing that it is possible and it is the will of God for you to be successful in every way. That there's nothing about your life that's not supposed to be successful. The will of God is for you to be successful in every way and that your body may keep well. He says, even as I know your soul keeps well and prospers. So again, you prospering in every way, you being successful. Notice that's God's will for you to be successful in every way. And even in your physical body, it's going to be based on what happens between these two ears, what, what's going on, renewing your mind, even as your soul prospers, even as your soul prospers. So what happens to a guy that doesn't have soul prosperity? What happens to a guy that doesn't get in the Word, doesn't study the Word, doesn't understand how to balance faith and worth. He's always going to be subject to religion. He's going to be stuck in a 20-year-old thing that we done went way past. He's still back there talking about something that's 20 years old, and we done went, we done went all the way up here. Your, your, your soul has prospered you. So if his, if his thinking is stuck in, in, in some little elementary thing in the past, you know, the Bible talks about that. He says we need to leave the elementary things. Why are we continuing to lay again the foundations of faith and all these? He says, when are we going to go forward? That's soul prosperity. That's you getting in God's Word, getting in God's presence, and allowing His Word and His presence to allow your soul to prosper or to increase and to be successful. And this is a real true statement. You know, the more you know, the more you're going to be able to do. You can't do no better if you don't know better. That's right. So what happens? You stay stuck in the better that you know. And there is something that happens when you get in the Word of God and you begin to prosper in your soul. So as your soul goes, the rest of your life goes that same way. So you've got to understand that what happens here is God created us to be in control as He is in control. And what he created us to do is to be in control of all the creation. All the creation was created for us to be in control. However, in our failure, watch this, in our failure to control ourselves, and this is what happens, 
when you fail to control yourself, and, and I'm, 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 I'm speaking specifically your emotions, when you fail to control your emotions, guess what happens? You find yourself trying to control other people. And God never, never designed us to control other people. So in our failure to control our own self, we attempt to try to control others. Why do we do that? To, to try to get that sense of superiority, that sense of superiority that God created us to have. He gave us that sense of superiority over all of his creation. So we would see ourselves superior over animal kingdom and everything that he's created. But now you mess up when you can't control your own emotions, you can't control your own self, and then what happens as a result of you not being able to control you, you can't control your temper, you can't control your anger, you can't control a lot of things, then what happens? You now try to, try to control somebody else, and that is a result of you not being able to control your own emotions. And I tell you, when that happens, ladies and gentlemen, you know, you're in a situation, and, and, and that's, that's what, if you look at life real clearly, People, you know, who can't control themselves, the next thing they will attempt to do is to control somebody else because there's this need to want to express the superiority that God gave us over his creation. And when we find that, that uh, we can't control ourselves, we feel like we need to go and try to dominate somebody's life and, and, and to do that. So mastering your emotions, it doesn't mean not having emotions. That's not what it is. Mastering your emotions doesn't mean, so, and this is special for Christians because Christians want to pretend like they don't have emotions. Mastering your emotions doesn't mean not, not having emotions. God created us and designed us to express passion and emotion. He designed us to do that. He wants us to have passion. He wants us to have, have emotions. He designed us to do it so we can enjoy it. But now what happened? When sin and, and the curse and Satan came in to pervert our emotions, then perverted emotions now ended up hurting us, and then we start hurting people around us. Our emotions got perverted, now we're trying to control folks, and then those emotions hurt you, and then you hurt somebody around you. You know, you, you, you're, you're hurt emotionally, and now you're ready to hurt other people that are around you. This is not, see, I'm not talking psychology tonight because psychology deals with, it deals with your emotions, your feelings, uh, and your emotions, but it doesn't deal with your spirit, man. Uh, and, and that's a mistake because the only thing they can tell you is about your feelings, but I'm here to tell you how to take authority over your feelings and to dominate those emotions. Amen? So, uh, we must not be emotionally ruled people. We cannot be emotionally ruled people. I'm gonna show you a little later on in the Garden of Eden. You know, we talk about, you know, Adam and Eve and they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and a curse came on them, but we, ne we very rarely talk about specifically and precisely what that curse was. And you know what that curse was that came on them after they disobeyed? It was the curse of being emotionally ruled. That was the curse. The curse of being emotionally ruled. And now their emotions were moving them. Their emotions were directing their lives. It was before they were being motivated by God and His Spirit and His Word. But the curse was a curse of being emotionally ruled. This is something that um, 
that religion has kept in hiding, that you hadn't heard people talk about too much. We don't deal with the emotions in church, um, you know, except for shouting and doing cartwheels, and, and, and I don't have problems with that, but we don't deal with your negative emotions. You know, why did you, why did you end up doing what you did? How did you, why did you end up, and how did you end up in adultery? And how did you end up in perversion? And how did you end up in, in, in addicted to that or addicted to that? Your emotions took you there. Something, you didn't go, your emotions took you there. And in every situation, even when I was a therapist, every situation was, this is how I felt. And because I felt like that, then I did this. And, 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 and in therapy, you work real hard to try to get to the nitty gritty. Let's, let's locate the feeling that moved you to do that. And once you locate the feeling that moved you to do that, I don't know. I mean, you know, sometimes you would say you're cured. I was never satisfied with that. I mean, I was getting people filled with the Holy Ghost and getting called to the, to the uh, medical director's office. You can't do that. And I'm like, well, my patients are a lot better than y'all's are. But that wasn't a part of the therapy. But I'm telling you, man, something had to move you to addiction. Some, some emotion had to move you to be an abusive person. Some emotion had to move you. So what happens when you can't control yourself, and I'll show you in a moment, if you can't control your thoughts, then you can't control your emotions. If you can't control your emotions, then you won't have the peace and the security that you need in your life. And then ultimately you will begin to control and try to control other people. But your emotions is what moves you there. Oh, I don't know how I ended up doing this. I do. Your emotions move you there. Those were emotions that were con controlling you rather than you controlling your emotions. That's how it happens all the time. Oh, I hurt somebody's feeling and I cussed them out and they won't have nothing to do with me. And you know what? You can damage relationships that may not be uh, able to be repaired because they don't want to be repaired. But at the same time, as Christian people who are filled with the Holy Spirit, I have to, as a pastor, teach you that you can have authority over your emotions. You can dominate your emotions. They were never given to dominate your life. You were given those emotions so you can enjoy life, not to have those emotions to make your life miserable. Think about it. If you, if you can dominate your emotions, if you can look at something that happens in your marriage and it irritated you and you can say, you know what, I, I, I choose not to deal with that right now. Let's deal with it tomorrow at lunch or dinner and I'll deal with it then. But sometimes you have to know, you have to understand that this emotion is taking me somewhere. And when, and when you hear this teaching, you hear all of it when we talk about stress, when we talk about uh, self-doubt, when we talk about depression, when we talk about insecurity and inferiority, you're going to begin to see how lives have become a puppet to emotions that they were supposed to have authority over. And that's got to stop. Is everybody, is everybody with me? Let me, uh, uh, people who try to control others are people who cannot control themselves, and usually this is found in the failure to control their emotions. It's right there. Well, you know, you're a controlling person. That's because you can't control yourself. You can't control your emotions, then you're going to end up trying to control other people. Now, there's nothing necessarily wrong with being in control. The issue and the question is, you're in control of what? Now, we know God hadn't called us to control one another, so what is it that we need to be in control of? Let me go through that progression one more time. We need to control our thoughts. We need to control our thoughts, all right? Why do we need to control our thoughts? And is it possible to really control your thoughts? You know, I thought at one time, 
I remember, I remember saying this, nobody can control their thoughts. I remember Brother Hagen, when he was alive, he used to say this all the time, you cannot stop the birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from building a nest in your hair. How? Let's look real quick in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3. We need to control our thoughts. You can control your thoughts. I'll show you uh, by Scripture, and then I'll show you practically how you can control your thoughts. And uh, that's where it's going to start. If you can control your thoughts, you can control your emotions. Everything starts with what you're exposed to. Whatever you're exposed to, that's going to create the way you think. The way you think will create the way you feel. Emotions. The way you feel will create the decisions you make. Those decisions will create the actions you take. Those actions uh, will create the habits you create. Those habits will create your character. Your character will bring you to your destination. And we reversed it. If you want to change your destination, change your character. If you want to change your character, change your habits, change your habits, change your actions. If you want to change your actions, change your emotional decisions. If you want to change your um, your decisions, you've got to change how you feel. You want to change how you feel, you've got to change how you think. And ultimately, if you want to change all of that, you're going to have to adjust what you're exposing yourself to, who you're hanging around, what you're listening to, what you're doing. Because all of it starts with, all of it starts with what are you hanging around, who are you hanging around with, what are you listening to, what are you seeing? Exposure. What are you exposing yourself to? What are you exposing yourself to? That's, that's first base, number one. And so if you can control your thoughts, you can control your emotions. And if you can control your thoughts and your emotions, guess what? You're going to be able to make some good decisions, good, make some good actions, create some good habits, have a great character, and end up in a great destination. I talk to people all the time, and they want to complain about where they are. And I'm like, are you ready to change that? And then when I tell them how, and I'm like, call me when you're ready, because you're not ready. Because you don't want to do absolutely what's necessary to create the life you want. All right, now watch this. Uh, verse 3, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Verse 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, uh, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, carnal, uh, it, it literally means of the five senses of the five senses, and, and our senses have even been given to us uh, for, to enjoy this life. You know, what you see and feel and touch and smell, all those things have been given to us. But we were never designed by God to allow those senses to govern our life. They're to assist our lives, but they were never supposed to lord or govern our lives. So he says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God, watch this, to the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds are houses of thought that reside in your mind. They're, they're houses of thoughts that have been constructed in your mind. You have actually built up a, a foundation and uh, you've built this stronghold in your mind uh, and you can pull it down. I'll show you in a minute. Look at verse 5 casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought. Stop. Notice he says we can bring into captivity every thought. 
So now all of a sudden, the scripture tells us that we can be, we can, we can be maintenance people over our thought life. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more messages from encouraging speakers that air on Miracle Channel and Corco. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.